Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting, fun-filled, positive episode of Forfeit Podcast. Metal Matt here. We got Big John Stud with the J Lo, Wild Bill, and I don't have my headphones in. Neither do I. Excuse me. You have one job. Don't worry, folks. This is a professional podcast. I was just kidding. I mind in the whole time. I just didn't want Matt to feel bad. <laughs> Keep me on my toes. Keep <laughs> me on my toes. I'll take your needs for Matt. However, uh, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, you know, I uh, did some soul searching over the past couple days and um, say uh, I, I, I have – a much uh, better perspective on things uh, for for Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better, and I have you three guys to thank. <laughs> it's our because pleasure, like, Matt. Because, like Bill said the last episode, just let him go. Let him. Let him. He needs. He needs to talk it out. He needs to let all this sink in. Got to find and Jesus. I, I. You know. Basically, I. I. I fell out of the tree of trust for about. 48 hours and um sometimes sometimes you got to let the bird fly out of the nest and you know and wander back <laughs> um but no i mean uh last episode was 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 literally sports therapy for me so i want to thank you guys for walking me off the off the ledge um i'm feeling a lot better about sunday so i'm feeling good Feeling on good. behalf of Jesse, Bill, and myself, uh, we're 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 glad to have you back on the bus. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was always on the bus. I was just—I think I was a little lost. I didn't know you, where where no, I was. You, you had opened the back door of the bus. Like I was ready to launch myself out of the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the red light, the buzzer was going off. You know, whoever was driving it, like you know. I think most times I think you guys think I'm driving the bus, but not that time, not that day. <laughs> no, you were in a you were in a dark place, but we got we got you out of it. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, yeah, it's just um, yeah, it was just a weird, weird place, very weird place. Um, anywho, we'll talk about the uh, we'll we'll give our we'll give our Eagles Niners breakdown um, in a little bit more depth, but. Um, I want to open the podcast with a random question. Um, what's what's your favorite John Candy movie of all time? Oh, fucking! Are you kidding me? It's not even not even a bait. What Summer, is it? Summer Rental? Summer Rental? That's <laughs> yeah, a good I one. Could never. You know, the thing is, there's like really no wrong answer to this question. Like, because they're all. I mean, I think I would have to go. Uh, See now here's the thing. It's so tough because it's is a John Candy movie that he's in or John Candy performance. Because if it's John Candy movie he's in, it's clearly any, great outdoors. Any but any I, any any way you 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 and any way you process the question. The question I guess was the, what's the greatest? What's your favorite? You know, greatest John Candy movie of all time. Oh, that is not even a question. Uh, great outdoors. Great outdoors. The great one, J Lo. Stripes. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, I mean, that's so many, so many heavy hitters in that one. Uh, for me, it's um, 
it's really close. It, it's really close. And I, and I think, um, I hear you on, you know, your, your variation of a bill, like your, you know, is it John Candy movie or like a John Candy performance? And, but I, I, I think uncle Buck edges it all out for me. Um, I just think that that movie is, See, well, he uh, carries Uncle Buck completely. Where Great Outdoors, it's a fifty-fifty. Right. It's a fifty-fifty, so right? I didn't. Okay. Yeah, Great Outdoors overall is just a better movie, but performance as Uncle Buck is. I mean, I mean, Bob A. I mean, second to none. Second yeah. to none. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you should see the toast. <laughs> Couldn't even get it through <laughs> the door. Get it through the door. <laughs> I mean, I could sit here for the entire episode. Us just be reciting. Hey. <laughs> Go find a game here, pal. All right, you know it's just uh, get your mouth and get <laughs> out of here. You drinking? But yeah, no. I mean, Uncle Buck. It's. I mean, it's. It's. I mean, it's. I see. I see similarities with him and myself at times. I don't know that that excites me or depresses me, but it's uh, definitely, definitely entertaining. Yeah, I, I asked that just because right before I came in here to to do the podcast. You know, Uncle Buck is on, and it's been on a lot. And I just think that John Candy's one of the, you know he. We lost John Candy a long time ago, and I think you know it's been it's been whispered you know through the grapevine by um, some people we know. And Bill, you, I think you know what I'm getting at is like I think John Candy is starting to become one of those irrelevant comedians, like legends that because he's been gone so long. Um, people just are starting to like lose his uh, his type of humor, and um, I just wanted to ask the question to you guys to see um, gauge the enthusiasm. So it seems like you guys are all still big candy fans, which is great. Nah, he's he's iconic. I just don't think I don't think the movies he's in at this point appeal to the younger generations. Um, maybe they do, and I just don't, don't know it yet, but you realize it yet, but, um, you know, I feel like it's us and us people older than us that are in the candy, we're the candy, candaholics, so to speak, you know, that just, I mean, he just walks into a room and just look at him and he just smiles and I can just start laughing that face, you mean, just his face, just him, anything, you know? He's one of those like his laugh makes you laugh. A hundred percent. He's just like a jolly guy. Like he's just a big jolly guy, and that's the vibe he always gives off. Like, you know that it's just so. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I hear what you're saying, and I'm trying to think to see in any like big Christmas movies. Sometimes Home Alone. He's in Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone. That's true. So that's probably the main exposure kids have to him now. It's Home Alone. Yep. That's because that's become. I know. I know. At least with. My nieces, that's one of their favorite Christmas movies they watch on loop. So, and that's got a lot of traction with the youngins. So they, they, they know who he is, at least. It's just, I don't know if they understand his full filmography yet, but maybe when they'll get, they'll get to an age when they can unlock those gems. I actually am envious of them because they, because they're missing out. But once they realize what's out there, hopefully they, uh, they take advantage. And, and I just, I just realized this but I'll use it as a weird uh, segue into the Eagles Niners. John Candy was, uh, was the guy that Joe Montana spotted on his like epic historic drive down the field in the one Super Bowl, which kind of like, I, I think um, coined 
got gave him the name Joe Cool was because he was so cool and calm in the huddle. Everyone else was like, you know, shivering like a leaf, shaking like a leaf. And he goes into the huddle and he goes, hey, isn't that John Candy up there in the stands? And like, and it was, it was John Candy, like checking out the game. So anywho, thanks, John Candy. RIP. RIP Kobe. RIP Kobe. Shout out. Respect to the mama. Speaking of mama mentality. Speaking of mama mentality and John Candy and the 49ers, how about those birds, huh? How about those birds? I'm feeling pretty good, guys. I'm feeling a lot better. (laughs) Feeling a lot better about our chances. I'm not saying we're going to win. But I'm saying our chances that we're uh, to win are are feeling. I'm feeling a lot better about it. To start, a lot better about it. So So, I got to lace them up. Yeah, you got to lace them up. You know, I think this is going to be. All right, here's my other question. Okay, it's probably the whole reason why I wanted to do another episode. The whole purpose is this question and this question only. Go, John. Going off of what you said last episode. The body of work that we did on paper this season, it has mounted up to be on paper statistically the greatest eel season of all time. Correct? You said correct. That. correct. And that is a fact, right? Correct. So yeah. with two games, facts, Matt. So with two games in front of us, right? One of them being the Super Bowl, and that's like the almighty, right? You you gotta like treat the Super Bowl differently than you even treat the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. This 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 is undoubtedly this next game in front of us is the most important Eagles game ever. Fair fair statement. Yes, the biggest game the biggest game in franchise history is upon us. One one of the you can't count the Super Bowl right. You can't because of all the expectations this year, like bigger than it was in seventeen because. 17, we were playing with house money, right? We weren't expected to be there. We had Nick Foles as our quarterback. No one was giving us any respect, right? Carson Wentz was down. Season was pretty much over. Like, when is, when, when's the luck going to run out, right? So and going against Tom Brady, right? Yeah, and the flip side of this is, like, you know, we're, com- we're, we're coming off statistically the greatest season ever in franchise history on paper. We're expected to win this. So, you know, we have all the weapons. Mm-hmm. So is this, I mean, do you agree? Is this the, the most important Eagles game in franchise history? I don't know if I would say it's the most important game of franchise history. I would say it's probably the most important game of the Nick Sirianni era as head so coach of Eagles. Yeah, because I think I, you kind of like... Kind of, you look at the Andy Reid era, right? You look at the Chip Kelly era. You look at the Doug Peterson era, and you just each coach has basically their error, unless you know they're they're one and dones, right? Or they're they're pretty quickly out, like a Chip Kelly. Most most teams, you know, long term have usually a long term coach. You know, Seattle, Kyle Shanahan's been pretty there pretty long. Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, et cetera, et cetera. So, I would I would say that it's the most important game of the Nick Sirianni Jalen Hurts era. I would I would combine them both. Um, hmm. be- yeah, because I, I just think like you know in in past years, even especially the Andy Reid years, we were highly favored to win those NFC Championship games, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. But we weren't coming off 
a successful as successful of a season as we as we we just did now. So that's why I, I'm I just I'm thinking in my head like is this the most important game for the franchise? You know, for the for the legacy. I and mean, I think it would also really be unfortunate to lose this game against a quarterback who was Mr. Irrelevant and kind of is hot at the end of the season, third string quarterback. Like it's almost like we're facing our team of 2017, right? Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah, because they're playing with house money. They've got, you know, they're, they're with their backup quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of talent on the team, but yep. the, the big question mark is, is the quarterback and how's he going to, how is he going to handle the pressure, especially coming into a, a hostile environment like the link? And it's, you know, the more I think about this game, I see this game as being like, this is, we're probably going to see, and and this is something I love is like, like there's going to be like the, it's going to be the classic violence smash mouth football on the lines, right? The, the offensive line, the defensive lines is going to be, Smash mouth, you're going to have, it's the clash of the Titans, right? Um, and the story is going to be also is the, the chess match between the coaching staff. Like it's going to be probably one of the biggest chess matches you'll see. And what's, what's it going to take? Who's, whose weaknesses are going to be exposed first? Who's, who's not going to, who's going to come off to come off to a slow start or who's going to make the first adjustment that will put the put them at the best advantage to take the lead or 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 um or or get the momentum at the right time of the game, you know, because we're so evenly matched, you know, on not only on paper, but like, you know, the way that we've been playing as well. It's just it's gonna be the 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 most high powered offense in the league against the best defense in the league. I mean, you really can't ask for anything more in a football game. No, <laughs> it's really not. You can't. So it, to me, it's going to be how's how does Purdy respond? How does he hold up against, you know, how do the Eagles? How does the Eagles offense, you know, start off? If if we if if we allow the Niners to to get off to a fast start. I think that that's probably going to be a bad thing for us because they're they they seem to you know get off to quick they like to get off to quick starts and allow their defense to put the clamps down on on teams, but you know they haven't seen an offense like this yet uh, like uh, like the Eagles this year. So uh, well, it's it, go ahead, Jess. Every every time they've played a running quarterback, their defenses I don't want to see gotten exposed. But their defense doesn't look good every time they played a running quarterback. And, you know, the, the, the funny thing with all these national guys uh, saying they'd rather have Brock Purdy and everything. Yeah, you know, they won the um, – they beat the Cowboys. But fucking Brock Purdy was throwing, you know, five-yard five yard screen passes and, like, little checkdowns. And I'm pretty sure his, his – uh, quarterback rating was what like 54 55 like let's 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 you know this is 
this whole narrative that some of the the national guys are talking about how he's the next Tom Brady. Let's see. Let's see what happens after he plays this, this Eagles defense, because like to your point, he hasn't played a defense like this. Like Hassan Reddick is a, is a legitimate game wrecker. And you can say the same about Bosa on the other side, but the only difference is we've got guys that are, you past him, you've got Sweat, you've got Cox, you've got Hargrave, you've got Milton Williams, you've got Jordan Davis, you've got Sue, you've got all these ridiculous guys, uh, Linville Joseph. And it's just another one and another one and another one and another one and another one. It's just like Brandon Grant, like good luck, good luck trying to, to control, to, to contain this line because, you know, they're probably going to spend a lot of time on, on Raddick. They're going to probably have probably a, a, t- a tight end chip in him and helping with him. But that just means Brandon Graham's going to be one-on-one or, or Josh Sweat. And, you know, I saw some of the footage of Brock Purdy, you know, when there's pressure in the pocket, a lot of times his, his first reaction is to run straight back. And I saw a bunch of film of him yep. running straight back. He, he is very hesitant to step up in the pocket. Cool. Run straight back, motherfucker. See what happens when you do. So we'll, We'll see. I, I'm I'm on team uh, ass whooping. I I just do not see a third string quarterback coming in in the NFC Championship game and and beating the Eagles defense. I just do not. I don't see it happening. I really don't. So, do you see a, another like Giants like ass whooping, or is this going? Is this a? Um, Still a a low scoring type game, but we grind them down type ass. I I think I think the Eagles put up points. Okay. I don't think it's going to be an ass whooping, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win by ten. You just said you're a team ass whooping, though. <laughs> well, like a physical. Well, there's different ways of saying I, I, like yeah, ass like, whooping. Like I'm. <laughs> they're not. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna do what they did to the Giants, where it was a miracle they scored seven points. Like I don't think that's gonna happen. But the other thing I said on the the pod earlier in the week was, if you don't give these guys extra cracks at the uh, uh, extra shots, they're they're a borderline average NFL team. The Eagles don't need turnovers to win games. The Eagles are nine and zero in games they don't get any turnovers in if the, as long as they don't go minus they're nine and out the the Niners need two plus turnovers to have a a a to to, to until you start to see them be considered a good team they're borderline 500 if they get under two turnovers so it's like you don't give them the ball you beat them the fuck up you beat up a backup backup quarterback and you win the game like this crowd is going to be bonkers. They're going to have to be in hard. They're going to have to be in silent counts and hard counts the entire game. They're not going to know what the fuck is going on. It it's and the Eagles players are going to feed off of it. Now it's they do not know what they're they're in for. They really don't. It's just crazy because every time I hear someone t- like like I can totally see what Jesse's talking about. I could totally see that happening for various reasons, but then 
you hear someone else's perspective, you know, on the flip side of like why the Niners, you know, are going to are still, you know, have a have a shot at, at, at winning this thing. And it's like it, it, it that still it, it, it totally makes sense, too. It's just like there's so many different ways you can go because of of the of how tightly matched these teams are right now. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I see this being a more of a, a, a chess match between the coaches. You know, I think, I think uh, we're dealing with a, a really um, talented, again, he, I mean, Shanahan, he's, he's on the younger side too. So I think he's, he gets it. He gets, he gets how these, uh, you know, how to prepare, um, a squad, you know, uh, it, it, to play in a modern, um, a modern day NFL game. And, um, I think he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve. And uh, again, man, I think this defense, he's going to have, they're going to have their defense humming, man. And I think, uh, I, I think his, his, his main focus this week was probably, you know, spending a lot of time with his third string quarterback who does not have any experience, um, at all in the NFL playoffs, let alone a playoff game to this magnitude. So I think it's been, that's been probably his main focus this week is to get Purdy ready for what you, what you're talking about, Jesse, like, you know, a hostile environment, um, a defense that they've never, that they, that they've never gone up against this, this year. And uh, I mean, I think, I think I think he'll be ready, but the but then it goes back to my question: is when the when it all starts to crumble, how does he how does he handle it? You know, does he does he step up in the pocket? Does he does he face the adversity that he hasn't hasn't faced yet, or does he you know does does he does he go down with the with the ship? You know, and and I'm and I'm and I'm asleep midway through the third quarter again. Uh, this Sunday, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I, 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 it's, it's, it's the thing that's really starting to excite me about this game is, is the true, you know, I, I, you really, you really don't know how it's gonna, how it's gonna go in certain ways, you know. Do you see this? Do you see this as a game though? Like, do you see this as a game where either team can get off to a hot start, or do you think this is gonna be like? you know, seven to three going into halftime. I think it very well, very well could be a seven, three game. I mean, most of the playoff games that we saw in the last two or three weeks were kind of tight knit. There was a few here and there that were, you know, blowouts. Um, Last week being one of those, it was like, kind of like, really, this game is over um, before it even begun. But, I really think that this game is going to be closer than everyone thinks. And it, it should be based on the team, the the players, the talent, the situation. Uh, I, I don't, I can't imagine it being like last week. Um, I think it's a complete, two completely different teams. Um, and, and that's what I expect. That's what also what makes me nervous about this game is that, you know, just sh- sh- the, the one thing when I look at the rosters and go, you, you can go up and down the rosters between each team and you can go, okay, Kittle, Goddard, uh, you probably would lean Kittle. Um, our wide receiving core, definitely, I think better than theirs. Um, running backs, 
Um, I think it'd probably be a push offensive line. I think we got them there. Defensive line. I think we got them there. Linebackers. I think they got us there. Um, DBs. I think we got them, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> and you're like, what does it come like? Then you talk like, like your coaches and you're like, well, Shanahan's been here for a long time. Yep. You know, and, and Sirianni, this is, this is his second year, right. As being a head coach at least. Um, so it, 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 to your point, Matt, like they're the two people moving the chess pieces around. Right. Yep. So it's going to be very important to have laser focus and to make sure that you got, you got your guys ready and, and to be able to, you know, tackle whatever, you know, things are going to come up during the game. Do I challenge? Do I not challenge time management, clock management, play calling, all that stuff's going to come up. And he, just as much as like a guy like AJ Brown has to catch a ball and Jalen Hurst needs to make like a, a great, you know, thread the needle pass, you know, the coaches have to be pretty on point as well. And, you know, they've shown this season that they can be with the record that they are. You just, I, I worry about that defense every now and again. And I just, you know, I hope, I hope he shuts me up again this week, but I just, I'm, I'm not feeling super confident, but you know, We'll see. Yeah, I, I, Bill, I'm interested to hear your take. Well, it's eleven hundred dollars a ticket on average. It's that's twice the price of a Chiefs the Chiefs game right now. The Chiefs game tickets are going for five ninety nine. The Eagles are eleven hundred. So that's the game to be at. Um, I you, think you still you still feeling good about this line? Um, yeah, I mean if. Um, if I wasn't a complete mush with the Eagles, cause I don't think I've ever won a bet with the birds. So I, I stopped betting them like a year and a half, two years ago, almost you're welcome. Philadelphia <laughs> fans. Um, I think I, 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 I think Vegas is way off on this. Um, I think this game is, I don't want to say, closer to the giants, but this is a game that we're going to control. I think from the kickoff, um, I strongly, strongly feel that I think John, the way you broke it down is I'd say spot on with the position groups, like Thank you. to the T where I think it's, and they, and, and people are going to say, oh, you know, look, you know, on pure numbers. I think where it's leaps and bound is Jalen to Brock. Um, I think it's an important one I missed. <laughs> yeah, I like I think that's where it is. It's like I think we have like four to two position group ahead of them, basically. Um, but I think Jalen is in a whole nother stratosphere. Um, I I, I get the whole kind of Nick Foles kind of apology analogy that we you know with us we didn't you know we didn't have you know uh, expectations and that and that. Um, Nick already had a 27 and two season under his belt. So it's a little different than, than the Purdy thing. Like he's never made it through a full year and he's playing real good. Like, I don't think this kid's the next Tom Brady, but I think he's proven he's an NFL player. I don't know if he's a franchise guy, but I think, um, that once they get the ball, cause even Trent Williams is talking about it, that they're not gonna be able to handle this heat from this D line. I mean, we have 39 sacks in the last seven games, and we played three running quarterbacks in those games. Brock Purdy's not a statue, but he's a tick above Jimmy G back there. And I think, like Jesse said, is right. I think he's going to get smacked in the mouth early, and 
I think this is the kind of game where we're going to be up a touchdown or two throughout. And I think in the fourth quarter, we're going to put it away. And I'm not going like scores to be predicting now, but to me, this is like a 30, 17 game for the Eagles. Like we're going to score some points like this defense. Jesse said it earlier. They're fugazi. I mean, Derek Carr's the last quarterback they played. That's good. In the last eight games, he put up 34 on them. And I'm sorry. Jalen Hurts is, is better than Derek Carr. Um, this defense doesn't travel the same way. It does. It played the way it plays in San Fran. People can say what they want. They don't play as good on the road. Um, minus the Seattle game that Thursday night. Again, Geno Smith. I'll take Jalen over Geno every day of the week. So I think I don't want to be overzealous and over like, you know, cocky, like the game's not going to be whatever. Cause a lot of shit could happen. Turnovers happen, unforeseen things, but to John's wanted to, to, to not rebuke, but to elaborate on one of John's other points about the Shanahan and Sirianni. Absolutely. Shanahan has the experience edge, but Sirianni, Sirianni, it's the kind of guy that I don't think he knows enough to let the moment get to him. Like, I don't think he's in his own head to be like, oh, like he's just a go bang, go bang, go, go run into TJ Edwards because he made a great tackle. Like, that's where his head's at. And that's the kind of coach he is. Um, I think he knows X's and O's are Gannon and Stecken. Like, like, that's their game plan. So I'm more concerned that we, um, you know, we, we come in like we did against the Giants, but I think that's the key for us too. I think we can run the ball down these guys' throats. I think that takes away – they're like the Cowboys, a lot of speed defense. And, and I think their biggest weakness is their secondary – like their secondary is not trash, but um, they uh, – like if Dak wasn't so bad, like, like the Cowboys should have won that. I, I, you know, I shouldn't say that. You, you never say should have because the 49ers beat them. Mm-hmm. But – Dak played really, 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 really bad. And they got the ball with three minutes to go with a chance to tie it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Purdy, like to Jesse's point, had did have a QBR in the mid fifties. He was no touchdowns, no interceptions, but no rushing yard. Like this guy is a game manager at its best. And I think they're the kind of team that they win games because they play solid and let the other team beat themselves. And I think the Eagles, if they play our game, like I think truly, and this isn't being cocky, we can play a B minus game and beat them. Like mm-hmm. our B minus game beats their like A game. They're not mm-hmm. a solid team. Every, yeah. and, and like they're I should say that. They're a good team. The cow like it's it's not hard to beat Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley, okay? Like they you play who you play. I don't get into that. But I don't know. You take well, you and the know, Cowboys take, always beat themselves too. You know, like I mean, historically they're the ones that they're always stepping on their own dicks. That right? was arguably I mean, Dak's worst playoff game he's ever played, and they lost by one yeah. touchdown. Still on the road. worst, probably worst game ever, regardless of playoff or any. I mean, so that I mean, final drive was they lost their was, starting running back in the second quarter. Tony Pollard is their starter. I mean, he's their guy. I mean, he's their second best player on offense, and literally that's what happened to the game. After Tony Pollard got hurt, they were just double and triple teaming C.D. Lamb. You can't do that with the Eagles. You cannot double team any of our receivers because Jalen has learned to not throw in the co- – he does sometimes push it into coverage still every now and again on the deep balls, but he can't help himself. 
But I think Goddard's a huge X factor. I think Goddard can chew this defense up. Like, and I think with Kittle, he's going to make a couple big plays. He's going to have a couple 25, like he'll have a 25 yard catch. Like he'll have a big, like catch and run a couple times. Like he's a good tight end. Here's the problem with George Kittle becoming a tight end. You don't want to put him in, leave him in the block. Forget chipping. It's not going to do anything. You put him out in the pass routes. You only leave five guys against our four guys. And if we bring a fifth, good luck, Brock, good luck. Like you're going to have two seconds to throw the ball. Like, and that plays in their game a little bit with the short screens to Debo and Ayuk. But I'm sorry. I'll, I'll take my chances with Slayer and Bradbury. Press coverage. Get up on them. Take away and, that short thing. So it's like I just feel really confident that they're, that these guys are good. So, again, anything can happen. But I, 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 think, I think this is closer to an ass whooping than, this is a, than a nail biter because I think we're just a, a good team. And whenever I just see the 49ers talk and I'll let Jesse go – they know what's coming. Like they, 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 again, I mean, so do we, I don't want to sit here and just sit, sit back and put the heels up and be like, all right, boys put up 30 points. But I, I, I think last week was a statement game. I think guys like Jalen just have so much, they have so much bulletin board material on this team. I mean, once again, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC and all they hear is 49ers 12 and 0. That's great. They won twelve and up, but we won fourteen. 11, we won fourteen games. They didn't. Like, I just think that uh, I think we're going to win this game. I think I, See, I, I think the birds are feeling are going to do good. And you hear Bill's Bill point of view, which is you know way more on the confidence side than what you know your point of view was, John. Not that you weren't on confidence. You're just a little bit more. You know, you're being a little bit more conservative with like your your point of views of on on what could could happen. But then you hear Bill's, you know, Bill, you're 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 you, you've got a you've got every reason to be confident. And you sit here and you listen to your point of view, and it's like, yeah, it totally makes sense. You could totally see this happening. But then you hear someone, you know, a little bit more reserved, and you hear their reasons as to why, you know, they they feel that way, and it's like it it makes sense. So it's. I think we're in for I think we're in for an epic. I don't know. I think this game's going to be epic. These are two of the best. You, the, I will say without a doubt, these are the two best teams in the NFC. So if you know you can't, who knows? Maybe Gould and and Elliott each miss three field goals because it's a windstorm that game somehow. Like you know, I yeah. said Gould first. I said Gould first. Universe, <laughs> you heard that. Um, yeah. But crazy. I mean, crazy shit happens. But I just. Just the way we came out against the Giants, and I know it's the Giants, and it's amazing how the Giants were going to go to the NFC Championship game against the Cowboys, and then when we beat them, I was, oh, well, we knew they were trash. Well, we knew they were trash. That doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. count. Eagles, I mean, the Eagles played a JV team. I mean, you know, I mean, all we're hearing about how Daniel Jones is a $40 million quarterback. And mind you, Daniel Jones, I think, only has been sacked, I think, less than 10 times all season, and he got five in one game. Daniel Jones is freaking Michael Vick compared to Brock Purdy mobility. Okay. So if we can get to Daniel Jones five times, Mr. Purdy, you might, this could easily be an eight or nine sack game for the birds. I'm just telling you right now, like that team, that O line is, has Trent Williams and a bunch of guys. And I think they played a Cowboys line that played to their best ability, but the Cowboys D line, I mean, literally, I don't even know if Dexter, if, the Dex, uh, uh, um, Lawrence started on the Eagles team. Like none of their guys would even start for the Eagles, in my opinion, on the Cowboys line. So it's just like 
I think San Fran knows that they're not going to be able to pound us with McCaffrey. I think that's going to be our goal. Take him out of the game, him and Debo. And it's then interesting to see. It's, it's going to be interesting to see where his health is. You know, with that, with that he's calf. Got a bum, he's got a bum uh, calf. Yep. Elijah Mitchell still has a groin thing. I mean, he's a good running back. And again, you know, these guys are going to, you know, make some plays and, you know, but I, I really think they're going to be chasing points against us. And that's going to mess up their game plan to where at that point we just have to execute and not take the foot off the pedal. Like you can't just, if we go up 14 to three, it's like, okay, game's not over. Something like that. Just game's not over. Like you got to keep going and going. And go. so, and I think, I, I, I think Jalen, I think Jalen sees red right now. Like I think he is one thing at all in my one. He has one thing in mind is beat the 49ers. Like that's it. I don't think he's worried about the next game. I think this kid is like truly has that calmness to just like, he's the reason I'm this confident truthfully. Like Jalen yeah. has seeing that. Yeah. He's probably not hundred, you know, he's 80, 75, 80%. But just seeing him on that field, it's, it's, a, it's, it's for me, it's a calming effect. It's just like Jalen's out there. We're good. Yeah. He might miss the throw. Mike gets, you know, might this, might that. He's gonna get like he's our guy, and I don't know. I I, I think. Well, Sierra- I throw out the analogy. Uh, you know, again, take it or leave it. Right now, you know, with the way things stand, but like, it's the same way I I think I feel when the Sixers are in a tight game midway through the fourth, and you see Joel checking back in for like his final push of the game. You're like, you just feel better about things. Hundred You know. Yeah. No, um, it's like our best players out there, and and I think that's. Football, it's not as much as like an individual, but I mean, make no doubt about it. I, I, I don't think if anybody tried to argue with me, I would just probably have to give him a, a karate chop. Jalen Hurts is the best player in the football field, hands down, on either team. Well, and, and 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 when and when it comes down to tight games, and especially in football, what's usually the number one X factor? I think John, you always go go back to it. Who's who's the who's your quarterback? Right. Yep. It usually always boils yep. down to. Who's your, who's your, who's your, you know, who's your general? So, you know, it's no, interesting it, you brought up 30 to 17 scoreville because when you were, when you were, uh, when you brought that up, I was actually looking at the, at the line, at the spread again, and everything. And the over under is 46 points. And I have, and it's interesting because I have in my head, you know, not to go, not to, not to jump to like, you know, predictions just yet. Like, but I just have 24-21 in my head for some odd reason. And you have 30-17, so it's like it's right there. It's right on the over-under, but it's for all, like, different scenarios. Like, 30-17 to 17 sounds think, and, like and, and, and why I get that score. 24-21, but, I, I, I really think Brock's going to throw two or three picks. I think this is the game. He, he should have had at least two or three against the Cowboys. I mean, literally in their hands. I don't think we make those same mistakes. I, th- I, I think this is the game that's going to make it be a long off season. You know, you know what it is, John? This is going to be their version. And, and I know we got boat raced in Tampa, but last year they're going to have to go in the off season because we're going to stick it up. Brock's ass so hard on Sunday. They're going to have to decide, Oh shit. Do we want to keep Trey Lance and Jimmy G or Brock? Who's our guy? Cause it's going to be, he's the guy. And then we're going to freaking boat race this kid <laughs> into the ground on Sunday. And they're going to say, well, that he can't play at their level potentially, but I'm making a joke about that. But 
I, I, I truly think, uh, you know, that again, I don't think it's the game going to be too big for him. I think it's the combination of our defense on the road and the fact that they're going to be down because every time they've won these games, the only game they've been losing, I think in their winning streak was they were down a field goal to the Raiders at one point and they were down a touchdown. I mean, a field goal to the, to the, the Seahawks in the first game of the playoffs, they were down. So that's a lot different than you're down a touchdown or two against the Eagles. And that's where I think is what I see coming into fruition is we're going to come out all cylinders firing and they're going to play catch up and that's going to play right into our pass rush. And it's just going to be good. Go eat boys. But that's why, man, I'm, I'm fucking juice for Sunday. Here's two, here's two other wild predictions. I'm going to throw out too that I, I I'm envisioning in my crystal ball. Now, now that I, now you guys got me all juiced up. <laughs> I so did, we created a monster. And, and because of what everyone's been saying and what we've been talking about, uh, about Purdy, you know, uh, on this, uh, on this episode, I say Purdy's gonna, he's going to see his entire life flash before his eyes in a series to where your, your point, Jesse, he starts running backwards and it's, it's going to be a sack fumble recovered by the Eagles in a short field and Jalen runs it in for a touchdown and the place is going to go bonkers and the Niners are not going to know how to recover from that. And I see that happening in the second half, which is then going to give us the momentum to carry through the game. Whether it's whether we're up by a touchdown or or up by a field goal at that point, I see something like that happening. And I also see either a an AJ Brown or Devontae Smith like sixty yard bomb outside the numbers. Well, let me uh, to to piggyback off that, Matt. So here's some because you know John John loves my stats. Fucking yeah, I love them. I love them. Can't so get enough. Can't get enough of them. The Eagles. So here's a stat for. Passes 25 yards plus downfield. The 49ers have the 29th worst QBR in that situation. They are 30th in the league in yards per attempt, and they're 29th in completion percentage in 25 plus yard passes. Now let's go to our Philadelphia Eagles. In QBR, we are number one. In yards per attempt, we are number one. In completion percentage, I think you guys know where I'm going. I don't, know, Jack. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know? Number one? We are, we are number one. <laughs> like, this offense is predicated on – and it, it's, it's not like we're a one-trick pony, right? Like, if, if we're bomb, dropping bombs down the field, who do you cover? Because there's three guys that could get it and score on it. We have three guys that can do this. Mm-hmm. And let me let me just segue back real quick about you know the the genius of Kyle Shanahan you know versus Nick Sirianni. You know, I Nick Sirianni might not be you know a, a Belichick or or a, a Lombardi, right? But I'm pretty confident that a Nick Sirianni coached team. In I don't know a Super Bowl, 
wouldn't piss away a 25-point lead and let the team that they're playing score 31 on answered points. I, I just think that a Nick Sirianni coach team, I've seen enough in the time that he's been here. He's got a good pulse in the locker room, and those guys play for him. I just don't see a Nick Sirianni coach team in a situation like that getting boat raced for 31 points when they're, when they're up by 25. I just don't see it. Oh, you know, so, everybody, everybody, everybody thinks Kyle Shanahan is his fucking genius. He has never won. He, what's he won? What's he won? It, it's been a while since I've disagreed with you, Jesse. <laughs> but I think it's time for me to disagree. <laughs> what? Like, I, two word, two numbers, third and 30. Okay. I, I, that's, I, that's, right. that's not 25 points. Yes, I understand what you're saying. And people will argue like, okay, we were playing Gardner Minshew. But mm-hmm. you can't give up stuff like that in the playoffs. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Now, now, granted, like, let's forget about the past and forget about last week. And I'm going to bring up the regular season. But my confidence level of this defense, there has, yes, the stats will say that they are number one in this, that, and the other. But there have been times this season where we are like in games, like, I'm sorry, we were blowing teams out and we let them back in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is my Achilles heel for this team right now. It's like, I, there was one game this year and it was against the Eagles. And we talked about it last pod again, when we talked about the, uh, against the giants, that game was over by halftime. You could go out and shovel snow, mow the lawn, and they let them back in. And, and it was chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. I mean, the epic, collapse of the Falcons against the Patriots is, you know, you know, it's definitely worth noting. I I just, I've seen enough of Shanahan to know that he's been in divisional games. He's gone to the Super Bowl, And unfortunately, if Nick Sirianni is listening to this, as much as I love him, he's got to show me that first, because Mm -hmm. as Matt always says, and I agree with him, just win baby. Because if you don't win on Sunday, this this narrative gets turned upside down real quick, real no, quick. Absolutely, real quick. But, and, but again, uh, oh, I just want to say one, one, no, just one more thing because we love stats. You know the last time this 49ers team lost a game, October twenty third. Okay, they've so won 12, twelve in a row. Yeah, so you know every streak's made to be broken. So we got that going mm-hmm. for us. Yep. But but man, that's a that's a hell of a that's a hell of a lot of wins. Again, you can look at it two ways. Some people are going to be like they're coming in hot. Other people are going to say they're coming in due for a loss. <laughs> so yep. it's like, I mean, if we were playing in San Francisco and they had, you know, if and they had a starting quarterback and not a, the third string backup. I'd be more worried, but we're the ones playing at home. We're the ones with the, with the advantages. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on just very briefly was the fact that um, we're talking about this game. And I think there's also a lot of implications for, for these defensive coaches that we're talking about having looking forward to head coaching positions, possibly, you know, you look at D'Amico Ryan's, he's probably the hottest name right now. Um, in the NFL for, for coaching. Um, we, we talked briefly before the pod that Frank Reich just got hired by Carolina, but also there's been 
a lot of rumblings about Jonathan Gannon and his tie to Houston, and he's interviewed there two times already. So it behooves a lot of these guys to have good defensive showings because that could really affect whether or not they get the position they want. Um, so just want to find a tidbit on that. Yeah. Well, and, and to, cause we didn't even, we talked about it in chat, but the, um, those two positional coaches that the Eagles have, um, the Eagles have, I think it's a DB's coach and, um, maybe linebackers coach or something. It's like a defensive assistant or something. Isn't yeah. It? Defensive assistant and the DB's coach were coaches on the Iowa state staff when Brock Purdy was the starting quarterback for them. Now, both of those coaches are now on the Philadelphia Eagles. And if there's any sort of coordinator or anything that is going to have any sort of info insight into, does he, does he do something mechanically to tip a play or what can you do to get him off his game, to get him off a spot? Like what are his tendencies to how, how he throws when the pressure's on? Like not only did those coaches see him every day, but they were in film review. So they were hearing the breakdowns on what he does well and what he doesn't do well. So like our coaching staff, if there is any sort of added advantage, it's going to be that and especially one of those guys being a DB's coach. So like Slay and Bradbury and Maddox and CJGJ and all those guys are going to know what to do when Purdy drops back. And then, you know, the, 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 the assistant deep coach is probably going to be able to know like how to attack to get him, you know, what works well to get him to strip a ball. You know, do you, do you slap the shoulder? Do you go at the wrist? Do you, what do you do? And it's, it's going to be, it, it's, it's gotta be an advantage. It can't be a disadvantage. Right. So you, we've yeah. you've got to take everything you can. And the fact that we're playing at home and the fact that, I mean, I know it doesn't matter to, I, I don't think it matters to the players, but like the, the amount of disrespect that the players are getting from like the media, they're just going to feed into that. And especially when we have a psychopath like Jalen hurts, in the leading the team that is just like no joy, no fun kill. We'll have fun. We'll have fun for a minute after we win it all. But until then, no fun. Do and you think Jalen wears the same Jordans again? Does he wear the same ones every time? He probably wears the would. same ones every time. He does. I'm sure he's got a fresh, clean pair. Well, I mean, yeah, practice or something. Yeah, like. just like same style one. He's been know. wearing those. He's been wearing those for a while. I didn't know if he changes them every like game or switches them up. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jesse. No, it's all good. But yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's slightly um, superstitious and stuff like that. But none, none of them wash their jockeys. <laughs> I mean, his his and 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 like I know John hates when I talk about it, but like. The fact that he was led by the coach that is that is like no fun ever. Like the last time they won a national championship, they asked Saban, "Like you're going to smile now?" And it would his his answer was something like, "I mean, I'm going to be happy for the rest of the night, and then tomorrow it's recruiting and worrying about what we're going to do roster wise and coaching staff wise. And tomorrow it's a new season. There's nothing to celebrate, and it's just like, okay." Is Alabama I mean, allowed to say that, like, 
he's like their their court like their guy like oh yeah like he, he do, you, do you think like if he did the you know the 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 monday night football thing at the bottom it's like jalen hurts do you think he would say oklahoma or do you think you say alabama? oh no he do alabama he you played there for, he, he won a national championship there he he played there for three years like he didn't leave on bad terms he just nick saban went to him and they talked about what was going to happen the next year and nick saban recommended Go to Ohio or go to Oklahoma. It's a great program. It'll help you take that next step. It'll help you do the things you need to do to further your career. Like, like I don't want like, you. Yeah, he was like, "See the door? It's over there." Well, no, go bye bye. Saban didn't want him to leave. He wanted him still in the program, but he told him, "Like, look, we're going to roll with Tua. If you want to stay here, we would love to have you here. You'll have a scholarship, but." If you want to leave, we understand you want to start. This is where we would recommend going. We'll help, you know, we'll give you a recommendation if you need it. And, you know, it was, he left on good terms. And Saban, even when he left, like Saban had glowing things to say about him. And then at the the senior bowl that year, he wore that split helmet. Um, I forget who, I think Nike did it because I think Jordan... Jordan sponsors Oklahoma and then Nike does the Alabama stuff. He wore a split helmet. So the one side was red and the one side was crimson for both, for both programs. And they let him do it because of, you know, everything he had done. So, but yeah, like if he says, I think most of the time, probably out of respect to both schools, I feel like he's said his, his high school most times, but I think if he said his college, he would say, Alabama and like every time that Hertz has done something this year, Alabama, the University of Alabama will tweet out like Jalen Hurts, Alabama quarterback. Like, so oh, yeah, now he's our guy again because he's an amazing winner. Way to be loyal, Tuscaloosa, classic Alabama, classic, classic, classic. classic. <laughs> so, wait a minute. So, that means Jordan Davis played against Devonta in the national championship game, yeah, didn't he? He was a freshman, I guess, probably then, because I think Jordan probably. came out after his junior. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, so he, they were on the field. So he might have tried to pancake poor Devonta. Oh boy, thank God they didn't. <laughs> he, didn't he didn't do any kind of screen passes. I mean, yeah. and, and like we've got a lot of really good young players that do not care about personal accolades or any of that shit. They just want to win, and and then when they're done go work hard for the next game to win again. Like it's a complete in the last couple of years, it has been a complete culture change. Yeah. I don't, I don't get the sense at all. I don't get the sense. And again, it could change on Sunday. You never know, but I don't get the sense that the moment's too big for anybody. And, and, and I'm sure it won't be for Sam Fran. Like, I don't think they're going to get stage fright. I mean, they've been there too. Um, but I think, you know, it's like, it, it's not like the Eagles were a wild card team and, they got hot the last month or two, got in, you know, beat the Giants. They were the best team in football for about 13, 14 weeks. Jalen got hurt. People saw some chinks. And, you know, then we looked at against the Giants. I still know we didn't have a full game plan against them. And so the, so the haters came out. And it was just happened to coincide with the 49ers getting hot. But, yeah, I uh, – yeah, I, I – I I definitely you know feel pretty good that the boys were going to be and and I think too and I guess we can maybe I, I don't know if we're getting close to wrapping it up if we, we want to lead into predictions but 
I am predicting a monster game from A.J. Brown, an absolute monster of a game from A.J. Brown this week. I think they're going to game plan him. Game plan him in well, the Bill. Game. Let's set, let's let's let you tee it off. Predictions. <laughs> from AJ Brown. I think I think they're going. He's going to be heavily involved. I think that's the way you attack the San Fran defense is through their secondary. Um, I think that's how we're going to get in front of them. But um, I, I I feel very confident. I'll keep it brief. I think the Eagles are going to score, and they're going to hold them. Not. I'm going to say. I'm going to keep it that way. I'm going to. I'm going to. I think the Eagles are going to win. 30 to 17 on Sunday. All right. That's my prediction. You like it, John? I think it's a lot of points, to be honest with you. Against that defense, I, I don't think it's going to be that many. I think it's more like a, like a 20, 24, 20. 2420 it's got to be close it's, it's going to be close it's not going to be i would love it for me the other way but i just i i can't as a philly eagles fan in all my years i've never there's been only a few games i think in my lifetime where watching them where i'm like oh this game's over this is a blowout it's always the possibility we say every given sunday so uh i think it's gonna be closer 2420 all right jesse i i don't i'm not going to give a uh so I just think it's a ten point Eagles win. I like that. I, I like that way of going about it. Ten nothing. <laughs> ten nothing. I just think the Eagles I think the Eagles win by ten. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna re- repeat my my earlier prediction. I I see a twenty four twenty one Eagles victory. Uh I think it's gonna be close, but I think we're going to control the game for the most part the entire time. Um I don't think it's i don't see like you know to your point earlier john i i I, you know i i can see your concern with with them potentially letting teams back in i don't i don't see that happening with this game i just think that we have we're gonna have too we're gonna have too much going in our favor for that to to happen against a young quarterback in Purdy, young, young, inexperienced quarterback. But I think that I, 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 again, I predict much like Bill. I think, you know, he's he's feeling a monster game from AJ Brown. I'm feeling that it, it, AJ Brown has a at least one monster catch for e- either like a, a it's a huge chunk play to like catapult the momentum in the stadium, or it's to score a touchdown. But I feel like he's gonna he's gonna Jalen's gonna see him in like a a one on one situation or like coverage is gonna break somehow and he's just gonna launch it and AJ's gonna have a a, a key game uh, changing play in this in in this matchup on Sunday. But boy, I I mean I I just I I feel a twenty four twenty one victory um, and Eagles are heading to the Super Bowl again. That's 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 what I'm feeling. But can hey, I, can I ask a rapid movie? can I yeah. ask a rapid fire question to the group and all rapid you have to fire. do is say yes or no. Sure. Uh if, if this team uh ends up doing reaching the mountaintop mm-hmm. compared mountaintop to top meaning winning it all? Maybe sure. 
I don't want to say it, but sure. Is that the mountaintop? That's the mountaintop. Okay. That's the mountaintop. Um, do you all feel compared this this team this season to 2017? Is it a which is would you say that this team is a better team than 2017? Yes or no? Uh, I'd say yes in the fact that it's a more I think it's a more talented team, but. I feel, and I'll tell you this right now. I, I mean, and again, it has all this has to play out, and it, it will play out the way it does, and it can play out a million different ways. But um, I don't think anything will be as special as 2017 ever. Wait. So the question, I'm just going to say the word yes. So I'll, yes, I'll follow the instructions. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, check us out on the social media interwebs, ForfeitPod. Email us at ForfeitPod at gmail.com. I went into our inbox today for the first time since I probably created that inbox. And uh, there, there's nothing in there. He kids. He kids. It's inundated. It's just flooded. absolute junk. It's flooded. It's just absolute Sponsorship junk. offers. Look, ESPN keeps offer. knocking down our door, but I just keep, I keep putting it in the trash. I just keep nothing but track. nothing but uh, Viagra ads. Some 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 K Adams girl keeps emailing us. I, I don't know. Like, it's, delete it's, that. You forward that email to me. I, <laughs> I thought it was spam. I it's it just keeps going to the you know the Gmail spam folder. I just keep finding it in there. Shout out to K Adams. Love shout to out. Pod. Love to have her on the pod. Shout out to our uh, our um, you know. Colleague? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I was at a loss for words there. I know. It, it happens a lot when you talk about K. It's very- oh, guys. Doesn't it ever? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I'm wrapping this up. So I know we'll all be watching on Sunday. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a banger. So with that said, be safe. And Go Birds!